let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Welcome to Opinions and we're back in your ears once again. The beer is in the glass and we're ready to go, aren't we, Martin? We are indeed. And um, we're taking a little bit of a deviation on our choice of beers, Steve. We've um, reached out for recommendations, haven't we? Yeah, this is this is something new for us. So I think we were we were kind of scrambling around thinking, what can we feature? And um, we asked our listener forum for some suggestions. And, and James at Gammon Baron suggested a, a brewery that neither you or I have heard of before. One that's local to him. Um, and we were like, yeah, we like the sound of that. Let's give it a go. Yeah, so we've got a selection of four beers to try and show you tonight from Bosun's that we ordered. Uh, three 30 milliliter cans, all of them as well. Um, Bosun's are based in Weatherby, uh, started in 2013. <laughs> and then I noticed that they've written um, either a blog post or it was written on Untapped. They relaunched in February 2020. So that was a great time to do the relaunch, wasn't Ooh. it? Bad timing, really yeah. bad timing with, with <laughs> hindsight there, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I, 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 I'm neither familiar with them or have knowingly tried these beers. The first one we've got is a Blondale, uh, 4%, called Down the Hatch. And I would suggest, Steve, that's exactly what we do. Let's let's do it, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Solid Blondale. I mean... <laughs> you don't see a lot of Blondales, do you? And especially not in a can. This because I mean I think they started off their small pack when they relaunched. It was it was bottles. So I assume they were only to the on trade before that. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure once James hears listens to this, he can correct us when we get any of this or all of it wrong. But yeah, Blondale in a can, four percent hopped with Cascade. Okay, I mean it's it's definitely got a um, very fresh aroma and flavour to it. It's not got any of the you know more traditional aspects a bit too maybe a bit too grassy a bit too hedgerow it's uh it definitely feels hot forward golden ale rather than you know leaning more towards a malt i'm gonna say i'm gonna use it i'm gonna use the phrase multi-backbone <laughs> and, and if, if anyone's playing along tonight with the uh, opinions bingo there's the, there's the first one I'm, I'm sure the others will come up later it's uh, it's interesting because i am getting a little bit of the grassiness in, in the background, I don't think I would have picked out Cascade as, as the hop that was in that. And, and I think it might be kind of where I'm at with my drinking right now, that, that when I see Blondau, I expect something Belgian-y now as, as well. So I, I guess that was missing a little bit for me. Oh, really? Okay. Rather, no, yeah. I, I was still in the, um, it's a, it's an English brewery, Blondau. Basically, it's a, it's a cast beer that they've put into small pack. It's lovely though. I mean, it's it's really yeah. it's really light. It's really refreshing. It looks absolutely beautiful in the glass. It's it's golden and crystal clear. It's got a lovely white, tight, throffy head to it as well, and it's going down an absolute treat. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say by the time I finish the beer. Wish it was in a bloody four forty. We can't say that because we we bang <laughs> on about three thirty so often, mate. I know, but it was quite nice when you messaged me and said, uh, you know, we can get a mixed. A mixed selection because this is a fairly this is really the only small pack selection that they've got available at the moment. Uh, yeah, there's only four beers available on their website. 
and and they do come in a four pack or you can get them as a, as a pack of a single beer so we went for the four packs so we could give each of them a try and and yeah i think you mentioned we're gonna we're gonna give them all a go tonight we're starting off with a blonde owl we've got a session ipa a pilsner and an ipa to come as as well so uh the, the only thing for me I, I would i would say that that struck me as being a bit strange that they've got four very similar beers in, in in terms of their profiles and there's nothing really dark available in in small pack yes that's true um and this is all a bit of a seafaring theme as well isn't it yeah the pictures the names it's it's all to do with the sea yeah because obviously i think that will become even more evident on the next three beers we have as well and very very colorful cans yeah, they really stand out. I was looking at them in my fridge earlier on because I had them all lined up at the front so I could get them easier for to, for tonight. And actually, they really stood out. They're, they're, they're kind of cartoon, almost comic book-like, aren't they, the, the cartoons? It is, it's definitely got a comic book feel to it. I mean, they've got use of a QR code on the side as well. No, it's, um, well, we should probably crack on with some more of the show because um, it is a 3.30 can. We've both had two decent swigs out of it. Yeah, so while we're drinking this, let's catch up with what our listeners have been saying about the show. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in Lingerness. Write it down. From Dino, ITFC, at Garnham Dean. In honour of the recent show on Cider, I'm currently trying a Sanford Orchard's Devon Red. It is a really nice medium cider with none of that sugary aftertaste you get with some commercial ciders. Having made myself ill on cider at 18, I've shied away for nearly 30 years. That seems to be a really common theme, doesn't it, with, a, <laughs> with, with the cider feedback that we've it been really, getting? It really, really <laughs> is. From Dr. Goggles, loved the imaginary beery adventure, especially as I've been to two of the places on the list, Marble Arch and Degas. Free, if you count a pub in Dublin, where Guinness definitely does taste better. Yeah, we, we still make apologies for not being able to actually name a pub in Dublin and, and going very, very generic with that one in terms of <laughs> just any pub in Dublin. <laughs> From Johnny Beer Boy, great episode. Great to hear everything Jager has been up to and to hear you all having a chat about this and what's going on in the world of ours. From Paul at UNRCD, absolutely love the show. Jager is always an engaging listen, and it has been interesting to hear some of the behind-the-scenes stuff from Beer Masters. All four beers sounded excellent, so I will have to investigate further. And I think Paul did, actually. I've, I'm sure I've seen some untapped check-ins recently. Yeah, he did, well. he did manage to get the order in. So I think, first of all, there weren't any on the website, and then he managed to get some. Yeah, and actually, just to say, just as a follow-up as well, I managed to get, you know, the one that we really loved, the, uh, the West Coast IPA? Yeah. Was it from Tiny Acorns to Mighty Oaks? Yeah. I managed to try that on draft because the Vic had it on that weekend after we recorded the show. So I oh, managed cool. to try the draft version of it as well and it was just as good if not better than it was in the can oh brilliant oh that's that's pleasing because that would have been a little bit of a, a sad face if it hadn't been as good yeah yeah but definitely lived up to what we experienced in the can oh, brilliant. In, in terms of the draft version of that and then from Ruth Mitchell at Beer Ferry loved listening to this earlier perfect can labeling entertainment your boy Rob Edwards well this was a fun episode wasn't it folks Jager is a great guest. It was good to hear more about the making of Beer Masters as I really did enjoy the show. James at Gammon Baron, really enjoyed the show. Another great guest. It sounded so informal, like you were all drinking in a pub together. 
I I didn't get that at the time, but I have to say, listening back to it on the edit, I think it really came through that Jager has obviously been on the show before, so she knows what's going on and she's quite comfortable with the format of the show and the way that we dip in, in and out of things and the way that we are very conversational in our approach. But also I think maybe some of that comes to her... Um, background in terms of being a, a presenter of various things now she's she very easily fits into a discussion doesn't she oh definitely um so yeah I, I definitely think it was as much about mate as what we were doing as what she brought to it yeah without a doubt from sophie at so beer blogger I'm very pleased that this week I was able to drink along with the show. A great range of beers to celebrate International Women's Day led by Wildcard Brewery. And if I had to pick my favourite, then it would have been the West Coast IPA. Cheers. And then finally from Mark Johnson. Great chat as expected. Reminds me that I need to watch Beer Master still. Also, I think Steve's It Ticks All The Boxes and Martin's Would Be Lovely On A Warmer Day have now reached catchphrase territory and need to be on the next round of (laughs) T-shirts. I did make me laugh out loud when I read that. It it made me have a moment of reflection where I was like, yeah, I do say that a lot. (laughs) I think, oh, actually, I think maybe I realised how much you say you'd like things on a warmer day. It made me reflect more on the things that you say than the things that I say. Yeah, probably the same way around, but I'm, I'm, you know, or love to try that on cask. So yeah, get your bingo cards ready. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But great that we're getting um, some fantastic comments from, from our listeners. Again, we do always enjoy it when you feedback about the shows and you can continue to do that. You can use the hashtag opinions and we will find that. Now, we've also got one question this week as well. Questions, questions, fill my head. And that's from Rob Storowski, who asks, what's better, a local pub with mainstream beers or a local microbrewery that, if you're honest, isn't very good? The former. I think so, because what are we going to say? Probably another one of our catchphrases. You can always default to Guinness. Exactly. And it, just because he's got mainstream beers doesn't mean he hasn't got mainstream beers that I don't like. Yeah. So yeah, it would it would be it would be a. a I'm going to go down. But he's talking about a good local pub as well. Yes, it's yeah. a good local pub, but they just are mainstream rather than crafty. Versus a, a local microbrewery, which you're not that fussed about the beers. Definitely the former, easily. But love, love I did like the question, and you know, if anyone else has got any views or any more questions for us, just give us a shout. Yeah, we do. We do like the questions coming in, and with some, so it's it's nice to feature them on the show rather than always trying to maybe create a poll out of them because some of the questions don't have an easy, obvious yes no answer, do they? No, which is what we often need, really. Yeah, if I'm being honest, as we'll come to when we get onto the onto today's poll later on. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun going through <laughs> that and and the maths I, I I had to employ to get the uh, the final figures. As, oh God, as, as well. I didn't. I didn't. I listeners, I haven't double checked the maths. Sorry. <laughs> be ready with your fingers. <laughs> I think if I'm honest, Google did most of the work on, on this occasion <laughs> rather than me. Uh, Very but we sensible. Will, we will come on to that shortly. Before we get to that, uh, I've got a little bit more of the opinions housekeeping. Now, this is this is the second time this has been a feature, so I think if it gets if it gets featured once more, it's that there's going to be probably have to be a new jingle for for this if we keep bringing it up. But there's a few things I just wanted to bring all of our listeners up to speed on 
um, really. So first of all, uh, is the details about the summer sesh, which is obviously happening in Birmingham over the Jubilee weekend. So that's uh, Friday the 3rd and Saturday the 4th of June. We are planning two events, uh, a quieter one on the Friday, uh, a bit more to do on the Saturday. And I just wanted to give everyone a bit of a rundown in terms of uh, our planned timings for locations. There will be a post that appears on the website uh, at some point. It will have all of the details uh, for this in and it will have a map like it normally does as well. So you can see where we're planning on going. But on the Friday, Steve, we... Yeah. Steve, before you start, now you said it'll be quieter on the Friday. I'm presuming if Attic haven't got that West Coast IPA on, you and I will be throwing diva strops and not being quiet. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Rob Edwards did post a picture of what was a very tasty looking West Coast IPA that he had he had, had at Attic, and he did comment that it was as good as it looked. Yeah, um, because he was out doing a little bit of a um, little bit of a trial run for us. I think very Just, very good of him. Very good yes, of Rob scouting some of the venues. Exactly. So anyway, yes, you, you carry on. But yes, the, uh, the Friday is definitely going to be not necessarily low key, but we're not asking people to do too much work on that one. No, we do, basically it's two tap rooms. So, so we're going over to Sturchley, where both Glass House and Attic have their breweries and tap rooms. Uh, and we're essentially just going to spend a few hours at each. So we're planning on being at Glass House from about two o'clock. We have a space reserved. Hopefully the sun will be shining and we'll be sat outside enjoying a few of their beers. And then at six o'clock, likewise, we've got a space reserved at Attic and we'll be going over there to enjoy a few of their, their beers and hopefully a few pints of that West Coast IPA that Martin mentioned as, as well. So I'm looking forward to this low key because we're not doing it as just the evening beforehand. But just be so nice if we get the weather, won't it, for that yeah. weekend? Let's let's keep everything crossed on that one. Then on the Saturday, this is the uh, summer sesh proper. So this is the day where we are doing six venues. We are starting off at twelve o'clock at Burning Soul. Then we are going to move on to the Wolf from two o'clock. Then from three forty-five, we're aiming to be at the Wellington. At five o'clock, we'll be at the Colmore Tap. At 7.15, we're going to the post office vaults. And then from half eight until you finish, fall over, leave, wander off on a nug hunt, tick all of the above as appropriate, we will be finishing at tilt. So six venues, all very, very different in terms of their offering. So we've got everything from uh, a brewery tap room to a couple of pure craft beer bars a, a couple of more traditional pubs in there as well and and then one that, that's got a great selection of belgian bottles as well because that's what you're going to need um towards the end of the evening but a nice variety of places to go to and as always uh, we will add the caveat that that's where martin and i will be at certain times you are more than welcome to wander off and explore the city and and join us as and when you want to yeah, definitely. And again, um, thanks to Rob and to, to Simon, who's helped us sort of put this together. You know, we had a, we've had a few ideas. We've run it over the last two or three years, actually. <laughs> this one is, yeah, we've this had plenty of time to plan yeah, this one, haven't we? Yeah. Making. Um, so, yeah, thanks, thanks, guys, for helping us out with that. And, yeah, you know, that's where we'll be. Um, and 
if you want to try and do another half dozen places, feel free. And the same with Friday as, as, as well. Obviously, if you do want to go off exploring elsewhere, you, you, you know where we're going to be if you want to come and have a beer with us. Yeah. So uh, no, looking forward to that. As Steve said, you know, there'll be links and a bit, bit on the website and, you know, it's us. We'll be banging on about it again soon anyway. Yeah, absolutely. We will continually go on about this. Now, in preparation for that, as if that isn't enough, we are going to be repeating something that we did last year as part of our Opinions and Friends Weekender virtual festival thing that we did. The Social Distancing Sounds Live with Rob Edwards went down so well on on the Sunday afternoon. It was great to see lots of little boxes on the screen with all these little heads bopping around and drinking beers to the music that Rob was playing. That we thought, what better way to get us in the mood for the summer sesh than to do Social Distancing Sounds Live again. So Rob's agreed to come and spin some more tunes for us. That's going to take place on Sunday, the 29th of May from seven o'clock in the evening. Now it is a Zoom event and places are limited. So there are only 15 places available. There is a link in the show notes to where you can book your tickets and you will need the password, your boy, all small letters, no caps. Your boy is the password. If you want to join us a week before the summer sesh for some Sunday evening tunes and a couple of beers, that's how you're going to get your ticket. So like I said, there's a link in the show notes that is live now. As you listen to this podcast, the password is your boy. Grab yourself a ticket and join us for a few beers. Yeah, it'd be a great way of getting acclimatised to the Midlands accent as well. Yes, yeah. And and if if you did join us last year and you haven't met Rob, uh, but you do listen to social distancing sounds, you're basically getting exactly the same as what you listen to, but the live version of it. Yeah, there really is no different. So it will be, I already know it's going to be great fun and some brilliant tunes being played. Yeah, I can't wait. Like I say, last year's was so much fun. Uh, we have spoken to Rob a number of times about repeating it and we just needed to get the timing right. And we thought, what the hell? The best time to do it is the week before the summer sesh, just to really get everyone in the mood. And he's agreed. He has. So looking forward to that. And finally, on the housekeeping, just a reminder, if you didn't know already, this is our 10th anniversary year. Uh, we are approaching the 10th birthday of the Beer O'Clock Show. That will take place in July. And we are going to be planning on doing a very special show to celebrate that anniversary. And it's a show where we're going to give you, our listeners, the opportunity to get involved in that show. So there will be a number of slots available for you to essentially book to, to come on and spend... 10 minutes having a beer and chatting to Martin and I, essentially you can ask us anything during that time. You can have a chat with us. Uh, What we might do dependent on the demand, because we think there's going to be probably a few listeners that might want to get involved with this. You might get invited into a solo slot to come and have a beer with us, or we might partner you up with someone who we think is going to be good value with you. Um, But that's kind of a ways off yet. We're going to get the summer sesh out of the way. And once we've done that, we'll talk more about the 10th anniversary special and how you, our listeners, can get involved. Yeah, it should, it could be, it should be enormous fun and it could be a very messy recording, but we are looking forward to it. It is, it is going to be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to that. So keep your ears out for that. News on that will be coming soon. That's the end of the housekeeping. 
I've also finished my first beer, the yep. Down the Hatch, the 4% Blonde Ale. Very, very easy to drink. Yeah, the, it, it always sounds a bit rude. You know when you sometimes say, oh, there's nothing really to say about it. it was, it's nothing wrong. It was a well-made, well-kept beer. Really enjoyed it. I would happily have opened another can if this had just been at home watching the football or saying, happily drink uh, another two or three down the hatch, to be honest. I'd be on a known... warmer day, Martin. Uh, well, let's say, I mean, that would be a bit of a catchphrase if I kept on saying that, wouldn't it? Um, but I could picture it on cask, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I could picture that as a cask beer, but equally I can I can picture what, what you've said there. Um, y- you know, we were at Clayton's for a barbecue on... On, on the weekend, I would have quite happily gone through a six pack of that. Just just sat there chatting, chatting with mates, having good laughs, having a good time, having some great food, lovely beer to drink to accompany it. It's 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 as simple as that. Really, really tasty beer. It would be. It, it, I think it's a, a good point as well. I think it's definitely something, especially especially amongst because it's all beery people who go to like when we go around to Clayton's and stuff. Sometimes you get a bit carried away with maybe having too big of beers, maybe too many. Sometimes a six pack of just one or two sessionable beers would almost be the ideal accompaniment to all the food offering we get as well. Yeah. You actually did that at the weekend, didn't you? You was quite shrewd with your beer choices. I ordered some beers from friends of the show, Ollie Watts. So Watson Co in Debenham and Suffolk. Um, Some beers we'd already tried before, the ones with the Beetle-inspired names. And... um, one of them was a table beer at 3.2 and the other two were bitters in the low to mid fours and worked out really well. I was, I was actually really pleased with that as well. And it, I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it. I've already had the beers. I knew I enjoyed them. So shelling out for some more, got them delivered straight to Clayton's. So yeah, definitely. I would definitely go down that route again. And one of, one of our group turned up with a four pack of Guinness, didn't they? Yeah. So sometimes it's, it's a nice little route to go down, isn't it? You don't you don't have to go big, do you? Like like I said, sometimes you just um you want to be able to see the course, so to speak. Exactly. And I felt that's what I did. Yeah. And you know, speaking of that, the next beer was only 4.3%. So we've got King Neptune to say with the seafaring uh, theme, session IPA. Again, as we said, 330 can. Have you tried it yet, Steve? No, I'm just right. having a little sniff while you're explaining it there. Cheers. There's a flavour in there I'm not sure about. It's a little bit grapefruity on, on the end. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's dry grapefruit, but there's, there's a hint of that on the finish. There's a little bit, it's underpinned by a little bit of tropicalness. Is, 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 that, is that what you're talking about? That's just sort of hanging around at the end there? Yeah, there's definitely something. I mean, it doesn't feel as, almost as clean as the first one. Um, I mean, just looking on the tap, it says this is a full-bodied blonde to light golden in colour. Brewed using American hops, this beer is a very fruity nose and finished with a burst of citrus and grapefruit flavours, which is similar to what you've already said. Um, I'm Maybe I just need a little bit of a palate reset after the first beer. Maybe. I think it could just be simply there's a bit more going on in terms of the flavour profile. I have to say, I really enjoyed my first gulp of it. And, and the first words that came into my head were, that ticks all the boxes. <laughs> and now I'm so conscious of, of saying that. I really am. 
but it does <laughs> it really it really does um it does everything that i'm looking for in 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 a beer at sort of 4.2 percent i think the i think the other thing is and, and this is probably in relation to the first one as well is is that neither of them they're, they're both very well made they're very well carbonated but they're not gassy no it's a, it's a balance it feels like a very natural yeah. carbonation doesn't it um Judging by the pictures on Untapped, it generally seems to be very much a cask beer, but this one is especially. So I think this is a fairly new small pack range that have brought out. I think you can get that from both of these these first two beers. I think you can see that they they maybe are cask beers that they've changed the the, the ingredients slightly so that they can put it into a can. This one feels more, even though I said it on the last one, this one feels more cask. And I, I'm thinking that's where that flavour profile is coming in as well, that it would really hold up coming through the, you know, the dispense, let's face it, the, the up north. So it's about, I assume it's going to be a sparkled pint as well. So it feels like it's it's been designed for that originally. I preferred the first one, but again, I've only had one gulp. So let's see how we go with it. Okay, well, while we're drinking this, let's catch up on what we've been up to. Now, we've been away for a few weeks. We had a bit of a break over Easter. I have to admit, I used it as a bit of time to just relax and, and, and spend some time with my loved ones and have a few beers at home. So I've not really got any beery adventures to talk about. And even if I did have, they would just be overshadowed by yours anyway, mate. So this is going to be uh, all about you because un unless... Our listeners have been living under a rock. They uh, could not have helped but notice that you have been across the pond to the States and you spent a week in New York and the surrounds. So I'm going to hand over to you, mate, and give you an opportunity to talk about maybe what, what were your real big beery highlights while you were out there? Well, I'm going to have to start with the obvious beery highlight then. <laughs> Pliny on tap. Go on. I'm just not seeing through green tinted glasses at all. <laughs> so uh, I reached out to Twitter and, and people gave me plenty of recommendations. And primarily it was for New York. But we'd already planned that we were going to do uh, a train trip down to Philadelphia for one, for one day. Just as a nice bit of a break from the hustle and bustle of New York. So there are also a few recommendations there as well. And a couple of names kept on coming up, uh, as they did with New York. So one of the places in New York was um, Blind Tiger. And we went to that on the um, Saturday evening. Very busy, partly um, aided and abetted by a, a very sudden downpour, where about 20 people came straight into the pub. We'd managed to get a little spot, and there was some, some locals sat, sat with us as well. And, you know, just got chatting a little bit, nothing too much. But we just mentioned we were going down to Philadelphia. And they said, oh, well, that's as far as Pliny gets. And I said, sorry, 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 let's, let's rewind that. is pricked right yeah, up. Because they would, they would I, I was saying, I'm really struggling with some of the taps because I just picked, I, I got one of my taps where I got a really proper murky beer and I sort of had a little bit of a look on my face. And I was just saying, that, you know, I really prefer the West Coast style of beers. And that's when we got to the Pliny subject. And, um, and then they recommended where you could get it. Um, Monk's Bar, brilliant. I'm got, we're going to Philadelphia on Monday. We've got to do a few bits of history, like go down and see the Liberty Bell and have a bit of a wander around. And I now know there's a place 
And we're obviously going to have a Philly cheesesteak as well. And we're now in a place that sells Pliny. So I looked to see where it was. And to my dismay, it was closed on Monday. Oh, no. So in the shocker, in, in, in but moments, Pliny was snatched from my grasp. I made a note because I thought, okay, are they only delivering to one place in Philadelphia or is there a chance they're delivering to more than one? So I then did use untapped when I got to Philadelphia and put where to find it. And it came up with a Mexican restaurant. And I thought, okay. I, so I started doubting. I really dampened my hopes down at this point, Steve. It's because it, that could be one of those situations like we do sometimes where, like, like, again, when we're at Clayton's, we generally check our beers into Broomfield Cricket Club because it's it's next door to his house. <laughs> so it could be one of those where some somebody sat above the Mexican restaurant checking in a <laughs> bottle of Pliny the, the, the Elder and, and putting it at the bar downstairs. I hadn't thought about it like that. But I just thought, Mexican restaurant, okay. I know that, you know, they do like their food and beer offerings, but I just couldn't picture it. Um but it opened uh, for mid- midday, so we did our little bit of history wandering around, found out where it was. It was on the way back from where we'd been doing some of the history stuff to where we were going to go and have our Philly cheesesteak. I went in there with no expectation. Went in there, and it was a small bar, some sports on, and then it was a restaurant. There was plenty, quite a few tables on this little mezzanine level. And then I turned around to see the board, and there it was on the board. And I said to the woman, tell me you've got Pliny on, please. And she said, yes, well, one of the two people but do have regularly have Pliny and we have got it on today. Two pints of Pliny, please. <laughs> um, what was Michelle then, having? Uh, <laughs> very good. No, she did have the Pliny as well. Um, and you know, we were honest. We said, look, we're not having any food. We're, we're going to go off and have our Philly cheesesteak. I said, but we will be back. We will be back to this bar in about an hour. And... We did. We, we found somewhere that had the Philly cheesesteak. And even there, they had 20 taps. So wow. the only food this place sold was the Philly cheesesteaks. You could have any number of combos, toppings. Michelle just went for plain meat and cheese. I went for meat, cheese and jalapenos. And 20 taps. It was like, really? You've got 20 taps? It's serving it's... meat and bread. That's, that's mad. You don't you don't get that here, do you? You don't you don't walk into somewhere that's essentially, I suppose, a sandwich bar and 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 see 20, 20 taps of beer. It completely caught me out because I hadn't even thought about it. I thought, well, okay, if they haven't got anything I want to drink, it's fine. I'll have a half hour break. It's not a problem. And then I saw twenty taps and proceeded not to have a half hour break. Um, I, I like the way your times have gone down. From you were going to return to the bar in an hour, and then you were only having a half hour break. Yeah, were you yeah. worried that the Pliny was going to run out? I think I was starting. To, I was starting to get FOMO all over again. Um, <laughs> but we went back. Um, I don't think I did drink anything else while I was there, apart from Pliny. And we got talking to um, some brewers who'd been down there for a bachelor weekend, and they were all based in and around New York. And they actually recommended somewhere that I will come on to. And we just had a really good chat with them. It was really nice, really good chat. They were, they had a five o'clock train to get. We left at half four and they were still ordering Pliny, even though they were going to be cutting their five o'clock train quite fine. They were obviously maxing out the Pliny. No idea why they don't go any further. Philadelphia by train is only an hour and 20 to New York. But maybe it's just you know state thing. It only goes as far as mm. Philadelphia for that for that state. So, but 
I mean, if ever, if ever there was a highlight, I did not think I was going to get hold of Pliny while I was essentially doing a trip to New York on the East Coast. And what, and what was the name of the, the, the place? Jose Pistola. Um, and again, anything I'm talking about here, if anyone is going or knows anyone who's going and they want any recommendations, Philadelphia or New York, I've got way more recommendations than you have time to do it. And I had way more recommendations than I had time to do it as well. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, and Philadelphia is a really nice contrast. It's more on a, it's got more of a Boston feel and a Boston vibe to it. New York is just hustle, bustle, people, noise, big iconic buildings that you've seen on the movie, you know, the movies, movie theatres and, and, and on TV. So I, I, I imagine... Think- I imagine New York to be more, like a more claustrophobic version of London. I think it can have that effect. Um, I know when I took Michael there back in 2018, he and he's used to London. He just couldn't get his head around New York. I mean, the beeping of horns is pretty much constant, even when you can't really see why the horn has been beeped in the car. Um, you know, big, big wide roads, uh, blocks, really high buildings. And then in the evening time and night time when everything's lit up, then it definitely feels like it closes in. Mm. It also feels like there's more people as well. So I think you could probably definitely get a bit of a, a, fi- a thing for that. Um, I mean, some other ones to know. I mean, obviously over here, one of the breweries that we do hear a lot about is Other Half, isn't it? Um, and there they've got, a, they've got a tap room but over in Brooklyn, but it was always going to be a bit of a stretch, that one. And then I found out shortly before I went, but they've opened somewhere, the Rockefeller Plaza, so, you know, this iconic plaza, Rockefeller Tower, um, you know, the bit where uh, in Hawkeye, they have that, he has that fight uh, with Black Widow's sister, all around there. And there's a brewery tap room. Goodness knows how much they're paying for rental. That's just got to be so high. They had a little beer garden, which was uh, just bottles and cans. And they had the, the tap room actually just around the corner. And obviously the other half are, essentially famous for a, you know, the New England style of beers. And they do do them well. Um, some of them were a bit too, they weren't as good for me as when I was in Boston and I had Trillium, if I'm being honest. I, I preferred the Trillium beers. I felt they felt better, more uh, accomplished. Some of the ones I had were back to that thing which we spoke about before, where it's almost like a little bit raw and a bit mm. undercooked. Um, had one or two of their uh, one of one of their darker beers and had uh, one of their fruit beers. The fruit beer was very much a lactose heavy fruit smoothie type beer, but it's a nice little tap room. And if you do like the New England style, I would say it's a must. And there's a good chance you're going to be going into the Rockefeller neck of the woods anyway. So to find that there's a brewery tap room there, you know that's got to be a highlight for for a lot of people. I would have thought. Like I said I've already mentioned Blind Tiger. That came up in so many people's recommendations. So many people recommended Blind Tiger. And I can see why. I mean, we went on a Saturday night, um, evening time, and it had a nice feel to it. There isn't that much seating space. It's bar service, um, 25 taps. But it did have a nice vibe to it. And the area we're in very much gave me a bit of a Shoreditch Hoxton type feel. Independent type shops, bars, restaurants, coffee, coffee venues. Uh, and again, a- everywhere that I'm speaking about is pretty well accessible by uh, public transport, na- you know, namely the subway and stuff like that. Um, Yard House, 
I, I spotted this one. Um, and I had very fond memories of Yard House uh, when I went to Phoenix because they had um, like a hundred tap bar just off the off the shopping centre. So having fulfilled my duties for Michelle and the girls for the world's most expensive makeup, um, or at least it was to me, and found this bar. There is one in Times Square, Yard House, 93 tap, Steve. Wow. Where do you even start with that? Uh, shall I tell you where I started? I went straight for Sierra Nevada, Hazy <laughs> Little Thing, and then I went for Highlight. So, so you went for familiarity, first of all. So when, when, when faced with that amount of choice, you, you're going to potentially always start with something that you know. Either something I know or something from a brewery that I know and trust. So otherwise, you're going you're gonna to spend like half an hour. And you're never going to get through 93 taps either, are you, in one sitting? No, no. Um, and they don't tend to do as many small pours. It's basically 16 or 20 ounce. So you would really struggle. Uh, wall-to-wall sports, uh, TVs behind the bar. They very much encourage anyone who's coming in on their own to just take a bar stool, sit at the bar, um, order at the bar. The rest of it's table service. And they have a little console on each, about the size of an iPad on each table. And once they've taken the first order, that's then set up for you to do all your ordering from that. And you can look at all 93 taps or... You can go by style or you can go by ABV and it will narrow down your choices. And is all that linked into untapped as well? Uh, it's not linked into untapped, I have to admit. Well, I don't think it was. I didn't think about that. But you've definitely got a style guide and an ABV options as well. Um, or you can literally just go alphabetically through the beers and go want, want, <laughs> want. Wow. Um, so many choices. Nin- yeah. 93 beers. Yeah. Wow. I know. Um, but, you know, for, for, for you and I, I saw, as soon as I saw Sierra Nevada and I saw Cigar City, I thought, well, okay, my first two beers are pretty much sorted now. That's, yeah. that's me good. That gives me time to peruse the menu a little bit more. Definitely, because we spent a couple of hours in there and then I also went back there on the Sunday because they promised they could put on the um, Man City-Liverpool match. So whether having highlight at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday was my best my best plan. I'm still undecided, but it was a lovely way to kick off kick off the Sunday. I can tell you. So yeah, I mean, Yard House. It's new time. It's on the way up to Times Square. Again, tell you what. Everywhere we went, I personally didn't have a bad experience in terms of service, in terms of quality of the food and drink I had. Um, price wise, I didn't see much difference. I know you think you probably think about it less when you're on holiday. I didn't see too much difference between London and New York in terms of price. Obviously, everything is higher numbers, but then obviously sterling to dollars. You do get something on your dollars, but not as much as you used to. Um, and one of I want to shout out is um, when we went over to Brooklyn, we went over via the Brooklyn Bridge um, over to an area of Brooklyn called Dumbo. Uh, loads of places around there. And again, if you're a bit of a fan, uh, Evil Twin have a place over there and that is actually quite sizable the only problem with that is it was a really hot day and they everything was over five percent the only five percent beers i could see and i could recall seeing were their lagers which i was happy to go for because again like i said it was a hot day but everything else is really big and a lot of juice 
as well. So again, if that is your bag, then Evil Twin over in Dumbo in Brooklyn will definitely tick that box. But I mean, there, there was just so, we, we, we ate and drank really well. Um, I don't think we ever went OTT. Generally, you could get all the food offerings. We found another place where you could do, like I found in Arizona, a place where you can pay up front for like a card and then you um, pour your own beers. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and then the last one I do want to, that's the other place I want to mention, is the one the brewers recommended, a place called the Grand Delancey. And it was in like a bit of a food market in an area where you wouldn't necessarily expect it to be. So it feels like it's a bit of an initiative to bring up a certain part of an area, a residential area, indoor market, food offerings, the drink offerings. There's like an ice cream parlor. And actually you could buy some like high-end kitchenware. But all of the food offerings you could order from the bar as well. And they would go off and bring it back. I thought you'd have to go off and get it yourself. So no, order through us. When it's ready, we'll go and collect it and bring it to the table. Again, table service. Uh, I mean, this place only had 50 taps. I mean, it's hardly worth me, me mentioning it, to be honest. Um, but they did have cask in there. So I had a pint of cask bitter while I was there. And how was it? It was very nice. Thank you very much. Yes, it was It was good, actually. Um, was it through a sparkler? I don't think it was through a sparkler. But then it definitely was. I mean, it was definitely wasn't a gravity pour. I can tell you that much. Thank God. <laughs> you wouldn't have, wouldn't have wanted to go all the way to New York to get a gravity pour of cask, <laughs> would you? Definitely not. So yeah, that was called the Grand Delancey. But like I said, I've got, um, if anyone does want any recommendations uh, or, you know, wherever they're going or they know someone else is going, but you can find so many places. And even places which people didn't recommend were good. Even just some of the, the pubs, which we went in just for a bite to eat. And suddenly you'd see, oh, Six Point Bengali. Bengali was on tap. Like, well, I haven't had that for a while. I'll get that. And obviously one of the big things is packing your suitcase. Bring, if there's one thing you should do when you go to the States, take space with you. So you can fill it up on the way back. Um, because so that's almost the top tip there, isn't it? I mean, I, <laughs> I remember when I went to Florida, I had to buy another case while I was out there just to bring back the beer that I had bought because I hadn't even thought about bringing any home. And I was like, well, I knew I had an allowance coming out. So I'm actually going to use that going back. Yeah. And, you know, and you look at it, you go into, you go into a, you know, Whole Foods and they've got this two or three bits selling the beers and like these great big 600 milliliter cans for like two, three ninety nine of beers that, you know, literally we would wet ourselves. It suddenly appeared on our shelves on any sort of regular basis, whether that be a supermarket or anything else. What I will say is all the places I went to that did sell beer, it was all refrigerated as well. Ah, okay. So fully cold chained. Yeah, fully cold chained. And obviously, speaking of cold, I managed to track down your your Steve Austin lager, Steve. You did, the uh, the Broken Skull lager, which I'm very, very grateful for. Thank you. Because I've, I've managed to get hold of the IPA before. And he's recently just released the, the, the lager. It was... It was, a cynic would say it was released the time with WrestleMania because it was um, advertised heavily during a, a slot on WrestleMania. And, and yeah, when, when I realised you were going, I was like, mate, if you see this, can you just pick us up a couple of cans? Because I want to try it. And, and you did, and you, and, and you bought it back. And I've tried one. <laughs> it's just a lager. There's, <laughs> there's, there's nothing 
there's nothing special about it apart from the name. It's just an American lager. I mean, I think I even struggled to give it a rating of three on Untapped because there are better lagers out there. The IPA, when I had it, was quite good and I quite enjoyed the IPA. But but the lager, it and, and it's called an American lager, so it's it's just it's been designed to tick a particular box. And oh, there it is again. Um, <laughs> and, and, and and how many times do I say that during a show? I'm, I'm sure Mark will let us know. But it's it's clearly been it's clearly been designed for uh, for a particular market. And, and, and to go up against particular brands. But I am I am very, very grateful for, for you bringing that back. And I'm also very, very grateful for the massive can of Hazy Little Thing that, that, that you brought back for me to try as well. The, and the American version of, of the Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing. Yes, which uh, in the future, people might, might understand why we were so keen to have that particular beer. Yes, yeah, because that show hasn't been released yet. That's exactly. coming soon. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it actually did be a famous thing because it... it You've probably heard the phrase, but like uh, in, in Spider Man, I know it gets mentioned, but in other things, it was in a bodega, which is essentially like a delicatessen grocery store in America. But it was on 10th Avenue. We were on 8th, which meant I was going a little bit more over towards where the Hudson was, but I was getting more into a residential area. So it was actually quite nice because it, it took me away from tourist central. Uh, 20 minute walk up, and there was a couple of Irish pubs nearby. So I thought, well, I've just bought beer. I, you know, I, I need a beer to get me back. So I went into the local pub. So yeah, it, it did do me a favour. And again, this is where I did use Untapped. It just said where to find it. And it said 13 minutes away. So I thought it's worth a walk. Do it. Well, you've you've been quite good at that, haven't you? The the, the times that you've been to the, the States, you've you've always used Untapped as as a tool. As, as, as well to help you navigate and find things that you're looking for? Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's a resource. I mean, you know, we're both untapped supporters, so it is a resource we pay for. And yes, nine times out of 10, I'm using it just to catalogue and log the beers, especially useful for when we're doing any sort of beer reviews on the show. But the um, as, a, as a venue identifier or to find a beer, I found it really useful in the past. So it's a resource and a tool that you can use. And even if you're not a fan of, untapped in terms of ticking and rating and stuff it still does have other, other options as well and other uses and and you said that you had enough recommendations from people to probably last you two or three lifetimes in terms of the, the time that you were spending in in new york what would be your one tip if, if someone was going for the first time that they've got a limited number of days what what would you suggest to to, to people to either head for or to look out for in terms of in terms of beer in, in particular well I, I would say if it's the bar and if you're only going to go for a few days and you're definitely going to be doing the touristy bits you're going to go up through Times square then the yard house is like an obvious destination because you haven't got to go off the beaten track you're going to go past it and it's like we said it's got 93 taps you're going to find something you want you're going to find something you like that would be my top tip if you were gonna i'm not saying it's the best but if you're doing a long weekend you're only there for three days and you know you've got to pack in lots of other things there's a good chance you will go past it so why not why not use the resource while you're there sounds like you had an amazing time mate sounds like it was a great trip i i was doing my best to either mute or ignore you while, while you was out there particularly the day that you find pliny um because obviously my walk over to the golf club to enjoy a Guinness in the sun was never going to stack up to, to that experience that you were having. Oh, so me WhatsApping, you didn't help then? 
Not really, not, not really, <laughs> mate. But I, I took it, I took it because I know that's, I know that's a little thing that we do when, when we go to places. You know, there is, there is that picture of Jaipur every time I find it, isn't there? So exactly, it's, it's exactly. a little bit of fun. It's a little bit of fun that we have. While you've been um, recounting your trip to, to New York, I have finished my King Neptune, the Session IPA. I, you've obviously still got some to go because you were chatting. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually introduce the next beer while, while you're finishing off that one. So the next one we're going to try is called Arctic Mist. This is a premium Pilsner and it's coming in at 5%. And this has used Pilsner malt and Czech and German hops. So I'm expecting quite a classic Pilsner from, from, from what's going to be in this can. I mean, that's how it's described. But what were your final thoughts on the Session IPA? Because obviously I have been drinking it while I was talking. And that initial, I don't know what it was, something that sort of leapt out of me, I can't spot anymore. It's just this beer is just going down incredibly easily. I really liked it. It's it's really really drinkable. It's really refreshing. It's really light and it's really easy to drink. And and it's it's one that I would happily order uh, one of the eight or twelve packs that that they do on the website and and have that in the fridge as a bit of a as a bit of a staple because and, and again these these beers weren't weren't expensive. I think they were about. I think they worked out about three quid a can, maybe. If yeah, because yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it wasn't that much between us, was it? No, no. So they're they're good. They're good value as 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 well. well so, yeah, I mean, so far, James, your recommendation is holding well. Two more to go. Two two for two so far. Absolutely, I've enjoyed. I've 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 enjoyed both of them. Well, let's give the Arctic Mist a go and see if we can continue along the theme of these being really good beers. Okay, cheers. Cheers. It's got that little bit of a bready nose, hasn't it? Bready nose, slightly sweet, almost honey-like finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, not massively carbonated, really well balanced with that carbonation. It's like a really soft mouthfeel, but at the same time crisp enough to um refresh you oh yeah it's still definitely in the lager category isn't it yeah so you know it's not trying to be a cask version or some sort of you know but they've said it they've come us it's a premium pills now but it's definitely a, it's definitely in that lager base it's clean it's crisp it's refreshing so it ticks it ticks the boxes steve of being a of a good lager just honestly, it's, I, I don't know if it's that I'm more aware of it now. <laughs> how often we say it, or or do we actually say it that often? Um, yeah, doesn't doesn't everyone have phrases that they say all the time? And I, you know, um, that in in our general walks of life, there's things which people say and how they say it, which is always the same. It just so happens we put ours on audio for people to listen. I, I think so. Yeah, but. I, I, I'm, yeah i'm just gonna say it. i'm gonna wear it i'm gonna wear it with pride all three of these beers so far tick all of the boxes it's it's as simple as that they they are really good beers and i'm i've i've been really impressed with with what we've tasted so far definitely and this pills are on a warm day you know <laughs> it ticks all the boxes <laughs> It really does. While we're <laughs> drinking the Arctic Mist at Pilsner, let's get in to this week's question. Opinions, 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 
opinions. Now, did I ever give myself uh, a task here? So a couple of shows ago, listeners will remember that um, one of our regular listeners, Sean O'Reilly at Uncrulia, uh, suggested uh, revisiting the Boken Bailey post about the seven ages of beer geek. And, and I thought, you know what? I can make a poll out of that. And then I realised you only get four options on a poll. Yeah, uh, well, you said I could make a poll out there. So, well, how are you going to do that? And then I, I found thought, a way. Yeah, and I thought, why would you do that? <laughs> I found a way. I really did. I had to have something to do while you were in New York, mate. Come on. <laughs> um, basically, uh, yeah, we, we did it over two polls. We, we asked people to read the blog. Uh, and for those of you that haven't yet done so, there will be a link in the show notes uh, again to, to that blog. And now bearing in mind, this, this was written in 2017 as well. So it was quite forward thinking uh, at the time, I, I think. In, and, and it stood the test of time well when, when you read through it again now. Yeah. It's definitely the test of time. And I mean, it's interesting you say it was done in 2017, which was 10 years after they first started writing. And Boken Bailey, as we know, recently celebrated 15 years of blogging. And that's that's amazing, isn't it, really? I mean, 15 years. Uh, you know, cheers to Boken Bailey on on, yeah, on, on, on that one for, for, for continuing with that for 15 years. But but yeah, so there's there's a link in the show notes to to, to the blog if you've not read it. Uh, we essentially asked the seven stages of beer geek, which stage are you are you at? And then we gave one, two, three, four on one poll, five, six, seven, or other on, on the other poll. And then I worked out very very rapidly that the percentages wouldn't align because there were more votes on one poll than the other poll and therefore the percentages wouldn't be true so what i had to do was take all of the results put them into a pot uh, in terms of the total number of votes and then rework out what the percentages were and and that's where the aforementioned google came in into play because i am shit at numbers i'm shit at maths i was never able to do percentages i even struggle to do them now on a calculator so i just used google to to, to do it all so basically we had 159 combined votes across the two polls and that the, the, the split was more towards the the, the, the latter end so what i'm going to do as I go through where, where the votes were cast, I'm also going to remind people of what the different levels were. So at stage one is essentially people learning to like beer. Um, we only had 1.2% of people vote on that. Stage two said they become beer drinkers and it's part of their identity. 1.8% votes on that. Stage three is beer becomes one hobby among others. And that was 3.7%. Stage four was they start to think about beer, start to ask questions, buy books, read articles. And that was 10% of people voted on that. Stage five was beer becomes an obsession overtaking other interests was 17.6%. Stage six was the wall of a new E. And that turns out that there, that there weren't that many great beers after all. And everything's a disappointment and overhyped. A little bit cynical at that stage. And then stage seven, 33.3%, where they become very much set in their ways. Then we had 11.9% of people vote for a mixture of the, the, the above things. So that, that's, that's quite a lot of different views for people to, to, to take. So what 
we're going to do is we'll take some of the feedback that we had from the poll and, and then we'll have a discussion about the, 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 the whole blog piece and where we think we sit within this. From Austin at Beer Tweeting, four, and I think I'd like to stay there forever. I try to hold things loosely. Can't be a five if you don't go full tilt. Can't get cynical if you don't want to get beer burnout. Interest and enjoying and not obsessed feels right to me. From the old lady, I'm happy to be a solid four. I like to know about my beer. I also like to let the brewers weave their magic without picking it apart too much. I like to drink beer with other folk who appreciate it. but don't want to dominate the conversation as that would lead to a horrible two-dimensional experience. I can geek out about the quality and service at point of delivery, as you know, but I hope I know when to let it lie. Mike McGuire, I think I'm a four, but there's still so much to explore and understand. Yet I'm not chasing such the latest thing. I'll avoid certain styles fads and stick to what is consistent. Fuck, I'm a seven. I, I like the way there were some moments here where people had that moment of realisation where they were like, oh, I'm not the thing that I'm saying I am. Yeah, it's a bit like that realisation when you realise what you're saying. It's going, oh, I've turned into my dad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> From Swift Run Coaching, would love to be a five again. Imagine discovering and tasting all the great beers again for the first time. I just need a moment to imagine that. Haven't we sort of touched upon that before in some way? Yeah. That, can that, you ever, you can never recreate that, that the, the Jaipur moment for a lot of people was their craft beer awakening. Yeah. You can never recreate that first time you had it. For a lot of people, it would have been punk back in the day as well. Um, you can't, uh, and nowadays, who wants to recreate that particular moment? But yeah. You can, you know, maybe that's a fantasy show. <laughs> yeah, give give me that give me that moment of tasting my first kernel beer again. Yeah, we could go down a path with that one. Yeah, let's let's stop that one there. Yeah, let's park that one because I think that could be, as you say, that could be another fantasy show that we do in the future. From Nick R at Mister Trick. I was a five. My obsessions changed my career, but then I had children and beer is not as important anymore. I still love finding a new brewery or a cracking new beer, though, but I feel I've taken a different evolutionary path. Or am I just a seven? <laughs> <laughs> Again, so many people just coming back to, oh, fuck it, I'm a seven. Yeah. Uh, from Sophie, a so beer blogger. Tricky. I think I'm a 5.5. Just to be awkward, I still find beer really exciting, but I'm less inclined to follow hype beers these days. I'm also probably a seven on a Sunday. <laughs> seven on a Sunday, brilliant! So brilliant. Bullman's beer reviews at Greg Bullman. I still think I'm at five, but I have been six recently. The fact that people are reading this shows they still have that interest in beer, even if they think they are a six or a seven. It's a very interesting point, that one. Yeah, very. There was also a similar point, which I don't think I've included in feedback, but it was from Simon um, at Simon Carbon, who said uh, he was a seven. But being a seven, would you be listening to a beer podcast? Yes. Very good point. good point Simon made there. Ian Hay. Now, this is an interesting one. and I'm looking forward to the results. I've got six as there's so much unneeded change and new, which actually isn't. Finding more desire for old classic like Fuller's ESB, Saison Dupont, Orville, etc. But not a seven, as every so often you do find a cracker. 
from Michael, Mick McGrawty. I think I'm a seven with a slight caveat. I don't automatically avoid new beers. Oregon Trail was once new. But new beers that get me excited are well-made examples of classic styles like Simple Things doing a Scottish Light or Elusive doing a proper West Coast IPA. I mean, that's a comment we can come back to. It, yeah, very much so. Put a pin in that one. From Alex at Sky Blue 1967, a comfortable seven. I was one and two in my late teens, early 20s and stayed there for 20 odd years. Homebrewing got me to three and four. Never really did five and six. Went straight to level seven. From Dave Morton, definitely a seven. I've taken it as far as I can go and I have reverted to enjoying the pub barbecue event with friends and beer rather than the beer being the sole focus. A good beer is a good beer, though, and I'll pause for a second to appreciate it without analysing it overly. And then finally, from John, at Witchwood John, great question. Last summer, two pals have been in front of the curve forever. I love what comes out of their bags. Old Peculiar, Bass, Pedigree, Broadside. Next weekend, two other pals, lifelong Carling drinkers, pulled punk out of the bag. The curve journey is massive and at least 10 years in the making. Real range of comments. It's, isn't it? And, and that, that's only a snapshot as, as well. There were so many comments. For the, despite the relatively small and confusing number of votes on the poll, there were so many great comments on, on this. So there, as, as always, there'll be a link in the show notes to the question. And you'll be able to click on that and you'll be able to read through all of the comments. But there, there are a few in there that I, I think you've already said. We've put a pin in one of them. Let's let's come back to Mick's comment. Um is, is the thing you're going to say about the whole every beer is new once. Yeah, and also the fact that, he, you know, his examples, they're simple things doing a Scottish light, elusive doing a proper West Coast IPA. I get exactly what he's saying. Get exactly where he's coming from with those ones. Um, because, again, you know, we were, we were ready. As soon as Andy started mooting the, the possibility of him doing a West Coast IPA, knowing his where his inspiration came from from the states anyway it's like yep yeah, where i want this straight yeah. away that that put me into that fomo territory when he started talking about doing the west coast and then when double oregon trail landed it's like yeah i want that as well um and you know what i'm really excited for as well because because andy's been out to the west coast recently in in, in the last couple of weeks hasn't he and He's been on a bit of a journey of exploration and and I've seen a couple of tweets from him. One in particular saying it's made him rethink his approach to a tap room. Yeah. But I'm also wondering if if some of the things he's tasted, I I wonder if we're going to see a new West Coast from him at some point as well, taking on board some more of that influence. I, I think it's definitely got the little grey cells working, put it that way. Um, you know, we were, he wasn't the only one because he, him and Russ from Amity were having a bit of back and forth as well, weren't they, on Twitter? Because I think they just sort of missed each other in a certain couple of places as well. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think there is going to be that element to it. Um, but before we dig in too many into the other comments, I'm just going to straight out ask, where you're voting, Steve, where do you yep. vote? I'm a seven. I, I, I really am these days. I, uh, I I don't I don't necessarily chase the new, and I don't get excited by it. I just I just enjoy drinking beer now. I know what I like, and I know the sorts of beers that I like to sit down on a session on. And 
I'm quite comfortable with that as as, as well because and, and I think and I know we've said this before, but where I am right now in in, in terms of my life and going out and experiencing things and and I, I do think maybe some some of the last two years has played into this i'm more about the, the 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 time and the place the people that are there my friends having worrying about having a good time with my friends rather than necessarily worrying about what's in my glass yeah i mean i, I would say that you must you definitely must have an element of number five given we're doing the podcast well, we wouldn't still be doing it if there wasn't a hint of five in there. Yeah, um, so I, I, I think I'm a, I, I think I straddle five and seven. I, I don't think I've really hit number six about everything is a disappointment, overhyped. Um, I've had moments, but I don't think I've ever really got stuck in number six. I'm definitely a five and a seven. I think it's probably pretty evenly set. Um, you know, I sort of get that as an example. I ordered a beer that I knew from a brewery that I knew that I'd be confident about when I'm presented with loads of choice. I didn't automatically default to, I've never had that one. So that's the one I'm going to have. I went for, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this one. And then, but like I said, you know, you're, you are spending your money. You know, most other things that you spend your money on in your life, other than the, what you class as essentials, you spend it on stuff that you think you like. Um, so I, I'm, I'm quite comfortable being, being in the five and the seven. But again, equally, I said about the seven, I bought some beers to the barbecue, but I already knew I liked and that I didn't really have to think about. So, so did I. The, the, the beers that, that I had in my bag were, I had Jaipur, I had Sierra Nevada Parallel, and I had uh, Sirens Soundwave. Now, 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 one of those was a massive disappointment to me, and, and I, I will just mention it. Um, it's the first time I've had Soundwave in, in a lot of years, and I thought it was a completely different beer to what I remembered it. It's uh, it's kind of a juicy, tropical thing now. I don't remember Soundwave being that in, in, in the past. I remember it being more of a traditional sort of multi-IPA. Yeah, and I think that seemed to be the consensus. I don't know if it, was, it wasn't, I don't think it was just your memory playing tricks, Steve. Um, we did sort of ask around a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, equally, the principle, even though you may have been disappointed that, was... I'm going to bring a few four packs of beers I already know that I've had. I'm going to plonk them down and that's it. I can just drink them. Equally, I obviously did factor in in my trips to the States as well as, you know, okay, well, we're going to the plaza. We'll we'll stop in at other half. So I I definitely think I'm in a five and a seven. Um, You would, wouldn't you? If, If you're going somewhere, if you're going somewhere you've not been before, you, you're going to want to try the beers that are available and the, the beers that maybe that place are known for as, as well, aren't you? you you're not just going to, you, you weren't just going to go to New York and, and, and search out Sierra, Sierra Nevada Pale Out, were you? No, no. I mean, um, the hazy little thing, that will become apparent in a, in, a, in a few weeks' time. I, I went for that. Um, all right, Pliny's from the West Coast, but I think it's fairly obvious that a lot of people would have done exactly what I did with that. Um, so, but equally where we did have option of having beers from, from New York and New York state, that's what we went for as well. And the beers which were made in that area. And also it's about finding the places which sell them as well. And, and finding comfortable bars, pubs and restaurants. So yeah, I definitely think 
as someone who likes beer, you'd factor in. Equally, if you're a bit of a foodie, you would factor that in, wouldn't you? When you when you go mm. to Salt to an, a new a new destination, especially when it's a big city, um, if it if it's wine is your thing, you would do exactly the same. But but take take that experience that you had with with, with Pliny in in the, the the small Mexican restaurant. You you found that, and you got to have your holy grail moment of of, of trying Pliny on tap. But that then branched into an evening spent with some american brewers yeah and so so it became you, you went there for one thing but your evening became something else completely as as a result of that one thing now now that in in terms of the the, the one to seven that, that's a that, that's my that's that's a four isn't it that's a a, a four five I still reckon it's in that five, um, you know, there is so much to try, so many places to go. And that's what I had. Um, and like I said, they gave me this fabulous recommendation that me and Michelle took on board and went to the next day. We said, look, if brewers are recommending this place, it's got to be worth a visit. Um, and, you know, it was. So, yeah, it, it wasn't just go in there, sit on our own, not interact and just um, drink the beers. So, yeah, I, I like being the five and seven. And I think that, you know, when people do start to get into, and this one to seven, uh, you can equally apply that to you and I talking about Marvel, Steve. I'm sure, I'm sure you could apply this scale to any passion that somebody has for a thing. Yes. I mean... Marvel becomes an obsession, overtaking other interests. Books are required. Ticking begins. There's so much to learn. Everything is thrilling and exciting. You know, um, we, 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 you could definitely turn this to our lovers, you know, fantasy, sci-fi, that kind of stuff. The Marvel Universe being an, uh, an obvious choice. I think it's good that we still had a spread of answers and a spread of votes for everyone was one to seven. I'm not surprised that five to seven had the lion's share, Steve? Well, well, no, because people, like almost like Simon said, people wouldn't be listening to a beer podcast if they hadn't gone that far down the rabbit hole, would, would they? No. Um, oh, well, actually, speaking of down the rabbit hole, the last beer's gone down the hatch, to coin a phrase. <laughs> um, that was a really, really nice pills. Now. It was just a really good lager. It was just easy to drink, uh, and and again, I think I think the one thing that's coming through with all of these beers for me, easy is, to drink, is balanced, that that soft balance that they have. Yeah, um, none of them are filling me with gas and, and making me feel full, which you do get from from some beers. That they're just going down really nicely. I think they're nat- what well what feels certainly feels like a natural carbonation. It's really helped with all of them so far as well. Yeah. They haven't tried, for those first couple of beers, which we said, okay, they're cask-like. They haven't just tried to put cask into a can. No. They've recognised it's still a, a, a beer you're drinking from the can. Um, the Pilsner wasn't overly carbonated, just had a nice soft carbonation that stayed all the way through. Uh, and now we're on to Tempest, the full-bodied IPA, 5.6%. I'm quite enjoying this sensible Monday drinking, Steve. 
so, so am I. And, and that's what I'm loving. I, I think this was one of the things that appealed to us because we, we did get a few suggestions of some breweries to, to, to try. But when this one came through, I looked at the website and I was like, they've got four core beers. They're all in 330 mil cans and none of them are over 6%. So, so actually we could feature all four of them and actually feel all right at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Speaking of ABV, sorry, tangent. I don't know, I said it about uh, Evil Twin, but I tell you what, I just don't think they think about it in the States in the craft beer world as much as we do. The it's, ABV, it's a real focus for the UK, isn't it? Yes, the ABV was not the focus because all those beers, the beers I've all mentioned were big beers, but because I was going for Styles of Light and the beers are, but, you know, I'm drinking High Light at 11 o'clock before, between 11 and half 11, the run up, run up to kickoff. Now, generally, I wouldn't do that over here because if I was watching the football somewhere, it would probably be at a pub and I'd be able to get, I'd go, all right, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a, a day. I'll go for the sub 5%. To be honest, they didn't actually have that many available. Really? Mm. Um, unless I was actually going to find somewhere which did the very traditional macro light lagers, I was going to be 6 7%. Um, and, you know, we, we've done some ridiculous ABV beers at times on, on the show. So to have a range of four beers that go from 4.4% to 5.6 in 330 cans, is actually quite a novelty. And, and you know what? I am beginning to see more breweries starting to put beer in 330ml cans, especially the bigger ABVs. I, I wonder if, if the shift is starting to happen. Hopefully, I mean, what we, we do get told, and I know we've gone off on, a, on one of our infamous tangents, but what we have been told is that uh, bottle shops, pubs, everyone wants the 440 cans. And we did have a bit of a conversation on Saturday, about half a dozen of us talking about yeah. 330s versus the 440s. And we generally all agreed that actually, a lot of the time, the 330s, they, they sit in the fridge door you can put one on top of the other on, on a shelf, either in your, your beer stash or your fridge. Um, I, I understand that how it looks in fridges and in, on shelving. I get it. It does look good. But just adjust the shelving so the 330s are equally as good as well. I mean, these, these, are, these are fantastic, colourful, bright, leap-out labels on all, all four of these beers from Bosun's. So, you know, you can still make a lot from the real estate on a 330 can. When you think about a 330 bottle, you used to have hardly any space got used up for the mm. front, did it? You know, and Colonel still don't really use much <laughs> when no. they do their beers. No. Um, I, 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 you know, we've talked about it. I know people have differing views, but as someone who does a lot of the, a lot of their drinking often on their own, 330s would suit me better a lot of the time, especially for the beasts. Especially your twelve percent imperial stouts. I, well, I I don't want that in a four forty mil can when I'm drinking about, it on my own. I mean, I, you know, it's a bit of a novelty. I bought you that big can of Sierra Nevada, but it's a bit of a novelty thing I brought back from the states as a bit of a gift. Um, maybe if we look at the Formbridge box. We know that Formbridge do three thirty cans. Mm-hmm. All of their, their supermarket beers are three thirty cans, and yet you end up with like uh, the Pardis range. Um, and also like double double green mountain at eight percent in a four forty. Now I'm not saying I want less value for my money as a as someone who subscribes to it, but you know get that balance right. Why why have you give me a four forty of an eight percent? 
then I, that still doesn't make that much sense to me. I know that some people will say, well, okay, you know, we'll, we'll just have the one beer over the evening. I tend not to just have one beer, I'll be honest. <laughs> if I'm having a beer, I'm having a beer. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be on it for an evening. And yeah, sometimes I, I, I will admit, I, I'll open my cupboard and I'll look and see what I've got. And I'll, oh, there's an Imperial Stout there. And it's like, oh, it's just it's 10% and it's 4.40 mil and it's 11 o'clock on a Friday night. Nah, I'm just, I'll leave that for another day. And that happens over and over and over again. However, if that had been a 3.30 mil can, it probably would have got been pulled out and drunk. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see if we do start to get a bit shift because everything went really quickly to 4.40s, didn't it? Yeah. So real will be interesting to see if that comes back. But I suppose we should get back to the beer and the pole. I, I, well, no, I just I've got I want one more comment on that actually because I think I said this on Saturday as well. I I, I blame, and and it's not a bad blame, Ooh. but I, I I I I put this all on Cloudwater because I I know when they were doing when they first started and they were doing their um, Dipper series, they were in bottles, and towards the end of it, they started talking about bringing in a can in line. And I know they had quite a number of public discussions and there were a number of blogs that they put out in terms of what are the right size cans for us. And then they chose the 440 mil can, which at the time, other than your macro supermarket offerings, at, at the time, that, that was a first, essentially, in, in, in the beer scene was this 440 mil can. And I think everybody just followed suit because that was the thing to do. You, you know, you went into a 440 mil can. But I think the discussions that we've had and discussions that we've had with a, with a couple of breweries, I think people are now beginning to realise that actually, yeah, for, 440 mil cans aren't the perfect vessel for the 12% Imperial Stout. A 330 mil can is perfect for that. Or even... The 250s, 250s, which yeah. other people have done in the past. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm sure people will have their views as well. And we will we'll undoubtedly touch upon this topic again. In the meantime, I'm still waiting to try the Tempest. So, sorry, yeah, it's, it's sat in the glass, looking <laughs> absolutely delicious. And, and I know we've, we've, we have got, gone off on a massive tangent here. Let's, let's try the beer and, and then let's try and rein this back in. Cheers. There's a noticeable step up in both flavour and aroma from the Session IPA that we had as the second beer. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not crazy. Five point six, so six. That's Sierra Nevada. That's Palo, isn't it? Five point six. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 got more a bit more pininess, a bit more fruity aroma. It's still crystal clear. Nice little bit of a white head when it was first poured. Um, yeah, again, it feels like a very accomplished beer. This is a James, it's a really good shout out. This is a brewery I can't imagine I would have tried unless I'd stumbled across them when I'm in that neck of the woods. I, I wasn't even aware that they existed un- until James suggested them. Yeah, it's uh, and you know, you, you suggested somewhere we, we got a range of beers in 330s, all on sensible ABVs. You've, you've done us a massive favor on a Monday, James. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Did we did we finish the conversation about the the the, the seven well, stages of beer geek? Other, we just need you know, to wrap that up. Yeah, I was just wondering whether there's any of the other the other you know swift run coaching. I think that's almost becomes a separate show about remembering that first time you had that first particular beer. Um, I you know like I said, I like the I like the fact that people started off as a four or a five and realised actually there might be a seven. 
I did find that that was a common amusing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I very much um can appreciate what Sophie's saying as 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 well about being seven on a Sunday because that is absolutely me. Sunday comes around and I'm all about the broadside. That's 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 all it is for for, for me on a Sunday, and that's 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 a seven behaviour, is isn't it? That's oh, yeah. that, that that's a beer that I know I'm comfortable with and and, and I can sit down and enjoy. But but yeah, just um, such a range of comments as as well, and, and you can actually see people's thought process in some of those answers. That yeah, they started typing an answer, and then they realised that everything that they've just said actually <laughs> makes them a seven. I know. Is that it? You can you can almost see them going. Hey, I've turned into my dad. Yeah. Or my mum. I've turned into my parents. Um, no, I, I I I I couldn't see how this was going to work to start off with, despite the fact I really liked Sean's question. But yes, we did manage to find a way to make it work. Were the votes high? No. However, were the comments of high quality? Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll admit, I, I know from doing the polls, bank holiday weekends are shit for engagement because people are off doing other things. And, and you, you know, because you do, you, make, you take advantage of the extra days. And in particular, the Easter weekend, because you've got two bank holidays yeah. in, in there. So I, I knew Easter Sunday was going to be a very, very quiet time to, to try and put a poll out and get some engagement. So I thought, you know what, let's go with the most convoluted poll we've ever done, because it doesn't matter if we don't get the engagement, because actually that the blog in itself gives you and I enough to discuss without a huge amount of comments. But the comments came and, and we had some really, really good comments. And, and as I said earlier, what we've featured tonight is really only a snapshot of, of those because there were a lot more comments. And as I said, there's, there's a link in the show notes. You can click through on that and you can read through them all. Yeah. And, you know, please carry on with this one because you read that post and you do it's, it's such a good blog. Isn't it? Yeah. And I remember reading say, it at the time yeah. and thinking, how good is this? And, and then five years revisiting it five years later, like this is still a really good post. Yeah. So, you know, credit where credit's due, both to Boke and Bailey, but also to uh, Sean for reminding us of this post and inspiring the poll and everyone's comments. Thank you very much. It's It, it, it was good fun seeing the comments coming through, even though I was on a bit of a time difference. Yeah, I've, I've, I've really enjoyed enjoyed that one. So thank you, everyone, for getting involved. And as, as Martin said, if you do want to carry on getting involved in this discussion, use the hashtag opinions and we'll find you. I, I don't know about you, mate. I know we put off starting this Tempest, but I've... I've, I've literally got a mouthful left. I've, I've done I've done two goes at my glass, and and I'm really enjoying it. That the flavours in there for me, um, there's there's a there's a little bit of pithy orange in in there. There's a little bit of caramel from the malts, and I don't think it's lying when it calls itself a full bodied IPA. No, it, there is a lot of body to it. There's a lot of body that holds it together. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a big big massive. Uh, ABV for it to be full bodied again really well balanced very drinkable definitely a pintable beer um, and it has got that it's got that little bit of dryness it dries out at the back end as well um, yeah I, I, you know it's definitely it's definitely something I think we'd like to do more of Steve should the opportunity present itself yeah a- abs- absolutely and we, we have mentioned t- t- tonight so 
thanks thanks to James at Gammon Baron for suggesting bosuns and we found these beers as a result of that and this is us opening it up if, if you want to suggest to us a brewery that's maybe local to you that, that we've never heard of that have got some exciting beers that, that that we can try please let us know because we're all about trying we're all about trying new things says <laughs> says a seven yeah so default switches quickly back to number five. Fuck on the five. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it'd be great. I mean, any suggestions, you know, just uh, think about, obviously we would be doing probably an o- online order. We need them to be able to deliver. Um, we want to have a bit of a, a range of beers. Um, but as, as a first time, we've sort of tried this. And please, we're not expecting anyone to censor us. The recommendation is all we're after. Yeah just make sure they've got a website and a web shop. Um, This was a really good starting point. I'm not sure how often we'll do it, but we can always bank any uh, recommendations. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And we will put a link in the show notes to where you can buy this four pack. uh, Cause I would, I would heartily recommend that people buy these and give them a go Uh, actually, because they are tasty beers. And, And to be honest with you, I can see myself probably going in, out of the four, that the tempest is really ticking all of the boxes. There it is again. <laughs> I just I can't help myself. The the, the the tempest is the one for me out of the four that that, that I really I've enjoyed them all, but the, but the tempest stands out a little bit more. For yeah, me. I mean that's hardly a shock. But again, it's it just sits very comfortably. We 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 went purely with a very scientific approach, ABV. So we went from the four to the five point six. Um, they all were good. I would be exactly the same as you, Steve. The Tempest. But equally, if someone rocked up with a four or six pack of any of the others, I'd quite happily delve into it. Yes. And and I would love to try these beers on draft as as, as well. Especially on a warm day. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and on that note, mate, what is coming up on the next show? Oh, the thing we sort of teased about for a little while, isn't it? Um, obviously, before um, I went to uh, the States, uh, Steve and I went on a little bit of a road trip, not quite as far, but into Mid-Suffolk, went to Southwold, and we're lucky enough to be part of a very, very special collaboration brew day between um, Adnams and Sierra Nevada. By now, a lot of our listeners would already have seen the promo that's gone out, the Eastern Edge. And... We were lucky enough to spend time with all of the people involved and for your listening pleasure, got interviews with all the main players. Very much looking forward to, to, to that one coming out. It's um, it's what we would deem as a special. And I know we don't normally announce the specials, but everyone knows that we've done this. It is a special show. It won't be the normal opinions format. As, as Martin said, there's, there's there's a lot of interviews with a lot of different people and one that's still yet to be recorded as, as well. So uh, I have got the, I'm quite lucky to be going back up to Southwold about a week after this podcast comes out for, for the launch event as, as well, where there is going to be a very special guest at, at that event. And I'm saying nothing else about that until I get up there next week um unfortunately martin can't make it so i'm taking one for the team on this occasion it's not quite drinking pints of pliny the elder 
but it is going to be quite special. Yeah, but he's going to have, you're definitely going to be one of the few first few people to have Eastern Edge on cask, Steve. Yes, which I'm very much looking forward to. But I'm also looking forward to trying the can version as well, because the cans look amazing and the beer sounds amazing. And I'm very much looking forward to trying it. So Yeah, so just remember, when you do get around to listening to those interviews, all we were doing was listening to how amazing the beer sounded at the time, which was really, really tough work. Yeah, it was. It was. But I think what we're going to do is we will have some of the beer by then, won't we? So we're going to be drinking the cans and we'll do a few little segues between the interviews. So we'll give you our thoughts on the beer as well. Yeah, because it'd be a nice little bit of a retrospective, you know, a month, month or so on from when we actually did the interviews. Hopefully everyone will enjoy those. Again, we know that they're going to try and push the beer out further and wider than normal. So hopefully people can also try try some of the beer as well. Yeah, and let us know what you think of it if you do get to try it, because you there may be some people that might get to try it before we do as, as well. So please let us know uh, if we are excited for the right reasons, because we think we are. Fingers crossed, yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been great this week. I've really enjoyed the beers. Uh, I've really enjoyed chatting with, with you, mate. It's been great to catch up after quite a break. We, we don't normally have such a break as, as we've had this time, but it, it's been good to catch up. And a final thank you to all of our listeners for joining us once again. And we'll look forward to sharing more opinions with you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.